Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. And we are back another week. The Amiibros Podcast. I am your host, Damon. Uh, one third of the magnificent twins, uh, better known as 85 and JDZ. How we feeling, fellas? Uh, feeling fantastic. Getting over a cold, but now have pink eye on both eyes. So I'm staying pink at home eye. for the most part. Definitely have pink eye. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's been one of one of those kinds of weeks. So we're we're uh, so, we're scratching. Take us through this pink eye. Speak out thing. So, but before you get started, first of all, we we like to thank everybody for listening in. To, uh, so we want to shout out all listeners listening to us for another week. We appreciate you guys. Uh, what week are we on, fellas? I think we need to start kind of tracking um, our progress. I, I think we might be at least at fifteen episodes. Fifteen? What are you talking about? We're at minimum at like twenty five thirty. So we we're not celebrating yeah, we any milestones, guys. I mean, I mean, we went we went through an entire NFL season for seventeen weeks, and then we went through playoffs, yeah. and now we're we're, yeah. we're almost we're, we're probably at thirty thirty to thirty five episodes. Oh wow! So, uh, shout out to you guys, man! Like, appreciate you guys listening to us. We're obviously doing this because uh, we have a, a fair, fairly, fairly good amount of people that li- listen to and tune tune into us every week. But we appreciate you guys. So let's get into it, Jared. Why do how how does this how does this pink guy come about? Uh, I have no idea. I have uh, children in daycare. Um, Monday, yesterday, uh, because this is probably going to drop on Thursday. So Monday, I uh, was going to take them to daycare and then uh, get some work done. Uh, But both kids were sick. So I took both of them to the doctor. Both of them had ear infections. Um, The reason I took them to the doctor was because of the fact that I felt awful and they passed their germs to me. So I assumed they felt awful. Um, And then I woke (laughs) up and I was... I. uh, you know, for babies, which if you guys don't know, my I have a seven month old, and with babies, they can't blow their nose. They have too much snot or too much uh, mucus. It comes out of their eyes. And so Nicole calls and she says, "Hey, did Ariana have any mucus coming out of her eyes?" And I was like, "No, I felt like I had a lot more stuff in my eyes than she did." And then I thought oh, about it and I was like, mm. "That's a real that's that that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Or that's like a I've never heard of that before, damn my life. It's a real thing. I have not." Uh, I have a before, I have a nine month old with an ear infection and she has nothing coming out of her eyes. Uh, I'm telling you, when the know, mucus like, is the that sinus, bad, cause... the mucus goes comes out. Of, okay, it can come out of your eyes. True, I didn't realize yeah. until Ariana had it, so Zoe didn't have it either. But uh, that's what happened. So because um, we took her to that the first time this happened, when I thought she had pink eye, and they were like, "No, that's just you know what? That's one of the ways. If it can't, if you can't blow it out, it'll come out through her eyes." So. I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm pretty sick too. I must have to be really crazy. And then all of a sudden I looked in my eye and my eye was bloodshot pink. I go to sleep this morning, wake up uh, last night, woke up this morning. Both eyes were uh, completely uh, stuck, closed shut. So I took a warm uh, bath cloth, right, cleaned it off. Okay. And uh, now we're, 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 and, we're back seeing. And then, and, then, and then you could see, and then you're like, hey, maybe I should go play 21 and spread this to everyone in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. That's ridiculous. 
No, anyway, so what I did not, was we're not going to talk, no, talk about oh, it. Really, Jeremy, really quickly, what Jeremy, I did was I used no, Clorox wipes and then I played two games of twenty one and got out of there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm feeling awesome, man. It's, somebody definitely has pink out because of you. <laughs> somebody's going to wake up with their eyes with their eyes shut today. Um, ridiculous. Yeah, Shame overall, man, it's been a, it's it's been a great week. I've been proven right on so many things. Uh, first of all, I'm not even going to get into it yet, but my Lakers got a great draft pick. I think that happened before our last show, but hey, let's go, man. All right, let's get into it. Obviously, uh, the main topic of discussion is a lot, a lot of news coming out of the NBA. We have Magic going on first take, uh, describing his uh, time as the president of the Lakers organization. Uh, the Warriors completely ravaged uh, the Blazers in four games. Um, so we got a lot to get into, but let's, let's go ahead and start with uh, the Warriors with this very precise and uh, just a clean sweep of the Blazers. Uh, we we know there's a lot to be said about Dame Lillard and uh, his 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 response to uh, the series in general wasn't what we what we always thought or what we thought was going to happen. But let's talk about it. Let's get into it, Jeremy. Let's start with you. Warriors and Blazers. Warriors and Blazers. This series shocked me. No, it didn't actually, because I actually said it was going to be a sweep. Because I knew what was going to happen. Because you have the best player in basketball destroying, killing the will of another team. Now, most people were under the impression, or at least had come to the conclusion that Damian Lillard was one of the top two point guards in basketball. Most people felt that way. And he was going against the best point guard in basketball and got absolutely destroyed. Steph Curry averaged 37 points per game, eight rebounds, seven assists, and was unstoppable. And so I think we have to start asking ourselves, why is Steph Curry not getting the recognition as the best player in basketball that he's been since 2015? If we really want to like, – like, I want you guys just to think about this. I'm going to tell you a story. It's this guy. He is – you know, he's changed the way basketball is played. Now, if you go to every elementary school or middle school and they have a basketball court or high school or college, nobody really plays under the basket anymore. Everybody's shooting three-pointers from 35 feet behind the three-point line. Everybody wants to show you how what their range is. And the center position has become pretty much obsolete from somebody with their back to basket. Oh, and by the way, this guy is going to win at a higher clip over five years than anybody in NBA history. What would you say? Yeah, that guy's probably you know seventh, eighth best player in the league. That's not, like that's that's the, that's what we're dealing with with Steph. Nobody really wants to give him the credit. He's been the best player in basketball for quite some time. He's by far right now the best player in basketball, and he's just here to show you that. So um, let's address a couple of these. Uh, one, Steph was phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was his best series he's had of his career. Um, he, he's, he was never better than what he was. And I, I thought the biggest impact on this series is Kevin Durant. I think the best case scenario for Kevin Durant right now is him not to come back and the lake and the Warriors lose to the, to the bucks or Raptors of the bucks choke this thing away. Um, I think when you look at it, um, I mean, your conversation is nonsense. Uh, Steph Curry, 2015, Steph Curry was, 
you know, halfway through a series, they were saying is Del Vadova, Matthew Del Vadova, the stuff stopper. He didn't win the finals MVP. LeBron lost the series and got yeah, more finals MVP. It, it, it was, it was, it was um, very similar to uh, it was very similar to the Patrick Beverly thing with with KD, and then he when he got absolutely destroyed, it was very similar. Uh, you you can make that argument, but the difference was when KD was doing that, they were they they were it was a two game stretch, and the rest of the team had a lot of stars around them. On that one was literally like. 2015 final. They were LeBron. Let me, I let you talk. I let you talk. So why are you guys all out? <laughs> so as I said, 2015. All right, boys. LeBron got more Finals MVP votes than Steph did on a losing team. 2016, LeBron won the Finals and led the teams in every category. I don't think you can argue up until that point. And then the last two years, like yes, Steph is winning an extremely high clip, but the 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 I don't know revisionist history that we're trying to do. On Steph Curry, as if, like, like there was a topic on First Take today where they asked, which one's more impressive, LeBron's eight straight finals appearances or the Warriors' five straight? And it's clearly LeBron. Like, it's not, it shouldn't even be a discussion. And the reason is because really the Warriors had two, and that was impressive. The last three, they, I can't give them any credit for it. I really can't. You know why? Because they've stacked the deck so hard, high that like here here's the worst part about it even this year why did lebron decide to go to the lakers instead of a team that could win a title because lebron was like hey look next year kd's probably gonna leave this year is basically a lost season nobody's beating that team with four all nba or demarcus cousins five all nba players all under the age of 31 like they're not winning so lebron was basically like hey let's just throw the season away that's basically what it's been for the last three years because of the fact that they have so much more talent than anybody else. They've stacked the, stacked the deck. So, Steph Curry, I mean, literally, I don't think he's the best basketball player in the world right now. But if you want to make an argument that he's the best basketball player in the world right now, like, he can make an argument. But he was awful in the Rocket series, the series before. And sweeping the Trailblazers is like sweeping the Raptors, Raptors last year with LeBron. Uh, th- there's nothing that I think special about it. Damian Lillard, since he's been in the league, he is minus 230 points and plus minus for the time he on, he's on the court in playoffs. Uh, I Jim, mean, Jim, how, many, how many of those games against the Warriors? Maybe eight. No, 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 no. They, they've lost the last four years. Or last year they didn't. But they, they got swept by the Warriors this year. They got swept by the Warriors two years ago. Right. They lost to the Warriors the season before that. So they, they've got out of his like five playoff trips, three of the losses came to the Jeremy, Warriors. Jeremy, he's been in the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs like seven, eight times. He's been a player Jerry, every Jerry, year. He's, he's been in the league. So let's bring up. Let's bring up. Let's just go through your 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 list of arguments. First off, the Finals MVPs. I don't care about superlatives. Right. Let me ask, let me ask you something. Um, is Biggie Smalls allowed to be in the goat conversation because he's never won a Grammy? Never won a Grammy. But Jeremy, the Grammy is so subjective. Literally, nobody. No, exactly. Nobody. Exactly. But Jeremy, it's so subjective. Jeremy, the Finals I'm MVP is not subjective. Jared, it, it is it is subjective because it's not one on the court. All right, last it, point, guys. Jared, you make your last point, Jared, and then Jeremy make a last point. So, 2015 finals, nobody watched that series and actually thought Steph Curry was the best player on the floor. 2016, when LeBron uh, won the title, nobody looked at that series and thought Steph Curry was the best player on the floor. 2017 and 2018, nobody watched those series and thought that Steph Curry was the best player on the floor. Up until... They play Portland Trailblazers. Nobody sat and watched the series and thought that Steph Curry was the best player on the floor until Kevin Durant got hurt. Now, he looks fantastic over those last four games. Or, all right, 
last four and a half games because he looked terrible the first half of game six. He looked fantastic in, in the second half. Um, but let's play one thing. Portland's a team of chokers, and they led for the majority of the series and got swept because literally part of it was the Warriors were great and Stout hit a lot of big shots. And the other part was Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum in big moments weren't hitting any shots. And it's unfortunate because as much as they did to help themselves from, you know, getting swept in all the series and past to help their reputation, they left it off on such a bad term. All right. So, like I said, finals MVPs, regular season MVPs, all those things are just superlative. They really don't matter. They're voted on by sports writers who think they know what they're talking about. At the end of the day, uh, I'm about what's won on the court. You can say what you want, but the fact that many of you thought Kevin Durant was the best player on the Warriors tells me exactly why Steph Curry is the best player in the world and better than LeBron. Because Steph Curry stepped back his game in order to allow Kevin Durant to be his best. LeBron doesn't do that. LeBron is going to do what he does best and force everybody else to try to fit in around him. Steph Curry didn't do that. That's why Steph Curry's team wins. It's not always about what stats you put up. It's about how much you affect your team. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson, since Kevin Durant got there, shoot 7% worse on the field when Steph Curry is off the floor. That is not a coincidence. And just to go to your point about who's more impressive, he did it in the Eastern Conference. When he got to the West, what happened? He couldn't even make the playoffs. You're talking about, oh, man, Damian Lillard. Uh, those guys are chokers. You just got done telling me how much you thought Paul George was close to Kawhi's level, and he got beaten five games by this exact same team with another All-NBA player on his team. Close as year that LeBron Not this year. Don't, don't, don't confuse the argument. I said Paul George was better. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 but you, we were talking about it today, and you just said that Paul George finished third in the MVP. Was that this year or last or four years ago? Yeah, you said you were silly for thinking Paul George was as good as Kawhi. I said I was wrong, but Paul George finished third in the league in MVP. He's no bum. That was my statement. But he's not. But, but you just no got Kawhi. done saying he lost. In, right, you I got done saying he lost in five to some bums, right? Lost who? <laughs> Did he just right. lose in five to the guys you just called bums? Yes, he wasn't healthy. He had shoulder surgery. Okay. All right, that's neither here nor there. But let's move on to let's stay in the NBA. Uh, let's start with Jared this time. What do we what do we think about this Magic uh, first take interview? Uh, do you think that he's kind of doing damage control on his own end? Do you believe that uh, Rob Palenka really uh, kind of had it out for Magic and was talking behind his back? Just kind of give me your overall uh, opinion about this topic. I think this is um, literally one of the worst run organizations in all sports. And I think the interview showed it all. First and foremost, what person hires a person to be president of basketball operations and doesn't even give them the ability to be able to hire their own coaches? Like, that's laughable. And then you throw in the fact that not only are you not allowing them to hire his own coaches, then you got people sending emails back and forth to each other, not realizing people are BCC'd on it. Now, I mean, there, there's literally so much that you could point out. I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you. I don't mean to cut you off, but Magic denied ever getting an email. Right, of course, because Magic's gonna say, "All right, he didn't." But I, 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 he said they could have been sent. He didn't like throw the entire team over the under the bus. And what he said though was, he didn't say there weren't emails. He said there could have been emails. I was not. I was not made aware of the emails. So, I mean, he could have taken a high road. He could. He could have not gotten emails. Either way, one thing could be be known for sh- certain. 
Rob Palenka is in power because of Kobe. There's the that's the only reason he has power. Was Rob Palenka ever managing or doing any general management before he came to the Lakers? No. What was his biggest claim to fame? He was Kobe's agent. Does Rob Palenka know what he's doing? I have no idea if he knows what he's doing. But I can tell you one thing. If you're going to put Magic as the president of basketball operations, he better not be having to, to follow what Rob Palenka saying from a basketball standpoint. The only way Rob Palenka has that kind of power is because Kobe gave it to him. And I think that's what's going on right now. I think there is a power play being made right now for Kobe Bryant to try to take over the Lakers. And I think it's still happening. I, I think it's low-key, but I think the only person that, that they say that Kobe is really close with Jeannie, and I think that's what's happening, is that a terrible look for the – I'm on Magic side. I thought Magic said it exactly what, what, what happened because he said, look, I made a mistake on the Brook Lopez. I should have resigned him. Julius Randle, we wanted to go out to max contract players next year or try to get Anthony Davis, and we couldn't do that if we had him on a two-year contract. And he said, I don't think he fits well with LeBron because LeBron needs somebody to space the floor, and they basically would be pay, playing a similar position. He said, D'Angelo Russell, I traded him because he had the whole incident with Swaggy P where he basically ruined the dude's relationship with Iggy Azalea because he exposed him for cheating. He said, so I had to get him out of the locker room. He said, so I, I, I think – he took responsibility for the things that that were his fault. Um, but I think the the rest of it was, I think he looked at it and saw he wasn't in control. And if I'm Magic and I'm an owner of the Dodgers and of 100 whatever other businesses and we have an agreement in place, but you, you don't do what you say you're going to do in the first place, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit back and say, look, you guys handle it on yourself because when this thing falls apart, because you guys don't have, you got too many chefs in the ki kitchen, then we'll see. You guys were wrong. Jared, 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 Jared. You know what? I was hoping you weren't going to grab the cheese because, I mean, Magic set the cheese for you and you went and grabbed it. You know what this is? This is Magic being Magic. Magic is a quitter. I don't mean to, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Magic, but what did he do when he was failing as a Laker coach? He quit. What did he do when he was failing as a player to come back? He quit. What did he do when he was failing at the Magic Show? He quit. This is what Magic does. If he's not good at something, he's going to quit. Magic said, if I can't get you two stars in two years, I'll fire myself. Well, hell, didn't he fire himself? Am I, am I tripping? Did he not, is that not what he did? Did he not fire himself? Magic saw the writing on the wall. Nobody's coming to play with LeBron. Nobody is. And Magic said, hey, if I'm not going to get anybody to play with him, I'm going to get out before four people find out I wasn't going to get anybody to play with him. And then that way, it won't look like it's my fault. It'll look like it's somebody else's fault. Magic was not in the office. Magic said he wasn't in the office. So if you're if you, like, he, Magic's like, man, Rob Plinko was stabbing me in the back, saying I wasn't in the office. Were you in the office? No, nope, not really. Okay, cool. At the end of the day, let's not really stab you in the back. If I have a if I have a meeting that I'm supposed to be on, like this is what Brian or uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski said. Adrian Wojnarowski said Magic apparently wasn't in the office for weeks. Came in to pretty much curse out Luke Walton and then left for another couple weeks without being back in the office. Like that's not leadership. Magic was not equipped to do this job. He did not want to put the time in. Do I blame him? No. But if you look at the moves Magic made, they were absolutely terrible. First off, getting rid of Lou Williams. Dumb. Okay, 
Uh, he traded D'Angelo Russell. I'll give him that because he got Brooke Lopez got back and got to pick the guy Kuzma. He drafted Lonzo Ball. Terrible move. He didn't re-sign Julius Randle. Terrible move. He didn't re-sign Brooke Lopez. Terrible move. What did he do? He brought in JaVale McGee. He brought in Lance Stevenson. He brought in Rajon Rondo. He brought in Michael Beasley. So you got Beasley, Rondo, uh, Stevenson, LeBron, Lonzo. But Jeremy, Jeremy, let's let's get to a couple questions. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me finish this. He brought in all these guys, and you expect that team to be coachable? That's like the most uncoachable team in the history of basketball. Like, like he gave Luke Walton is a very good coach. He improved by I nine games. Then he improved by another nine <laughs> games. And then when he was turning around, you said, hey, let me just give him a team that's uncoachable. Magic is worse at this GM position than Michael Jordan was. He's worse than Phil Jackson was. He is a terrible president of basketball operations, and the Lakers are in a much better position now that he's gone. Jeremy, let's, let's go through this real quick. Before Magic got there, Luol Ding was on a $70 million deal, and so was t- Would that be up now? No, because this year would have been his final year, has it? So, Luol Ding was on a $70 million deal, and Timothy Mozgov was on a $70 million deal. Were those Magic's problems, or were those terrible decisions made before Magic got there? Those were terrible decisions made before Magic got there. His job was to try to get two stars and to clear enough cap space. He cleared the cap space. He had a chance of getting two stars. You know, we'll see this offseason. I don't think they're getting another main guy. And I think the reason is because LeBron's going to get the credit if you win, and a lot of stars don't want that. Same way that Shaq was going to get the credit of you when playing with Shaq. I mean, that's that's why Kobe wanted wanted out because Shaq was the best player on the court and like LeBron's the best player on the court. At the end of the day, <clears throat> you're going to look at it. I don't think they're going to get another star. So that may have been one of the reasons why Magic left. But I think also, Jeremy, you 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 tell me if I'm wrong. You're you you can do your job working from home, can't you? Um. Yes, I can. Okay, so if if your agreement, if you talk to your boss and your agreement is, hey, I'm going to work from home, and there's some other people that are in the office, because there's some people that can't work from home in, in the roles they need, administrative roles. So if if you talk to your boss and he says, hey, Jeremy, you're fine to work from home, and all of a sudden they're in, in the background talking about Jeremy's never here, well, look, you weren't a part of the conversations we had when I got, I got this job. And <clears throat> the conversation when I got the job was, Hey, I didn't need to be in the office very much because I was giving you guys decisions and I had some people that were behind me that were supposed to be working. That is stabbing you in the back of their they're talking behind your back while you're not there. Right? And at the end of the day, I think the 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 snake tag that Rob Polinka gets throughout the the uh the sports community is warranted. I'm not arguing against that. My point is this. If you're Magic Johnson and you're not working and you sign up for a job. And you're saying, oh, man, you know, I, I'm going to have to miss date night. And I mean, what, what do you think this job was? Like, don't sign up for a job you're not committed to do. And even, and even if like, there, there's a certain responsibility that it takes or a certain, uh, I don't know, uh, I guess, cost to do business if you're going to be the president of basketball operations. If you say you love the Lakers, which he says he does, and you're saying, hey, I don't have the time to fully commit to this position in order to make it best, then you're not doing what's best for the Lakers. And this whole thing of, oh, Magic, Magic's job was just to get two stars. No, that's what Magic said. Magic's job was to build a team. You didn't hear you didn't hear uh, Jerry West come out and say, well, my job with the Clippers is to try to build two, uh, get two superstars. No, because that's stupid. You don't, like, you don't, you have to build players, and then that's how you get stars who want to go play there. 
You get rid of Lou Williams. Oh, man, well, Lou Williams on an expiring contract. What did he sign? Three years, $24 million. Do you think the Lakers could have afforded that right now? Because they just got done playing the last two seasons, $24 million for Catavius Caldwell-Pope. If you look at the Lakers, oh, man, we didn't want to sign Julius Randle because, oh, man, it was good. He's, he wanted a two-year deal. He signed two years, $18 million. I would have rather them play him two, one year, $18 million, than to pay Catavius Caldwell-Pope $12 million with a with a uh, no-trade clause. So, hey, pay him one, a little bit more for one year, and he would have stayed there. He's going to opt out at the end of this year anyway. You look at all the other movies he made. He put brought as, up, as he said though. He also said that was because of LeBron too. He but said, that, that that alone. That, I'm glad that you brought is. that up because bringing LeBron on was a terrible move. It was the dumbest move he could have done. First off, LeBron is in a position in his career where he needed to be on a team that could win. Now the Lakers were nowhere near in a position to win. Now, so it was a bad decision for both sides. The Lakers' plan should have been three years out. We are going to have a superstar team. But Magic wanted a he wanted a microwave team oh man we're gonna microwave a championship so we're gonna put all these old players that don't make sense together and then you know what we're gonna get a superstar to come here no that doesn't work magic you were a terrible gm or a terrible president of basketball operations and and at the end of the day hopefully rob does a better job i'm not absolving anybody else from the lecture because it seems like there's complete dysfunction throughout the entire organization but it started and ended with Magic Johnson, he's the one that made a lot of these terrible decisions. And if you ask me right now, the people Magic Johnson got rid of, Lou Williams, D'Angelo Russell, Brooke Lopez, Julius Randle, and Zubak. Those are the, like the five main people he got rid of. If you put them on the floor versus the people that Magic brought, including LeBron, they would probably win that series. So at the end of the day, they were a better team or in a better position before Magic got there. At the end of the day, that's where we're at. Jim, let me me ask your your one question, though. You said they should have built the team to win in three years, right? Yep. So how does that work? Um, That that works because here's here's continuing to develop young players. Because here's my question. Okay, go ahead. Right, but you got to pay young players. Yeah. Because if if Brandon Ingram is is who you think he is, Brandon Ingram is getting a max contract in two years, right? Yes. If you – all right, so – Lonzo Ball, he's not going to get a max contract. Yeah, they should never draft Lonzo. That's another terrible magic, magic decision. It should have been D'Angelo Russell. Well, not D'Angelo Russell, if, uh, if you, De'Aaron Fox. But De'Aaron Fox wouldn't have fit with that team anyway. De'Aaron oh, Fox is a ball-dominant player. Brandon Ingram is not an off-ball player. He's he's the best with the ball in his hands as well. Um, but either way, let's say you draft De'Aaron Fox. All right, so now you got to pay De'Aaron Fox a max contract, right? At, at a certain point, so yeah. So now you have the. De- in three years, or because you gotta play Brandon Ingram in two, you gotta play now him in three. Yeah. So now you have two max contracts on De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox and Brandon Ingram. What's that winning you? Nothing. So at the end of the day, Jer- Jer- it's, it's great when you can have if if, if they yes. would if they would have not signed LeBron and they got Kawhi this off season, or they got Clay this off season to go with Kawhi, or to go with Kyrie and Kevin and, and Kevin Kevin Durant said, hey, instead of going to the Knicks, let's go resurrect the Lakers. Do you think they'd be in a better position than then or or with LeBron with nobody else wanting to go play with LeBron? Well, if you're, if you're asking me if you could get KD and Kawhi, of course you'd be in a better situation. But here's the other part. KD and Kawhi, first off, KD's going to New York. Secondly, KD or Kawhi having a chance to, hey, I'm going to go to the Lakers and play for an organization that hasn't made the playoffs in six years, hasn't shown the propensity to have people in management that know what they're doing, hasn't shown the propensity to have good coaching, or you just got to go across the street. New York, and New York has the exact same thing, so they've been doing it for 25 years. Except Fisdale has a very good reputation. 
And hmm. Dolan has said he does. He made uh, he he was on the Memphis and they made the playoffs. And the only reason why he got fired is because he got in with Marcus All because he said, "Hey, you're not you're not playing at level you should be playing at." We see right now Marcus All is not playing at the level that they thought he was. I I, but I, I agree. I'm said, not trying to cut you off on that, but. Do you really think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going there to play with De- because De- because Fizdale is there? No, they're not. No, as and as I was about to say again, and Dolan said he's going to get out of the way and let them do whatever they want to do. So I I don't think. But if you have the opportunity of going to L.A. and either playing with the Lakers or playing with the front office with Jerry West and all those who are buttoned up, clearly Lawrence Frank and and, and Doc Rivers as the coach and a more desirable roster. I think it's a much easier decision to go to the Clippers than going to the Lakers. I, I would agree with that. And my last thing I'll say is. That's part of the problem. Jeannie Buss should have hired Jerry West instead of going to sign Magic. Signing a, a superstar player that used to be good never works out. The, the best case scenario was was Larry Bird, um, and, it, and he wasn't with his old franchise. Look at how it works out with Michael Jordan. Look how it's working out with Magic Johnson. Look how it worked out with, with plenty of guys. At the end of the day, go get somebody who knows what they're doing and willing to put in the work. Magic Johnson, go, go beat Magic Johnson. Congratulations. All right, guys. Let's uh, let's keep it on the last topic uh, that we want to discuss uh, dealing with the NBA. And I know this is going to go on for a while. And I don't even know why Jared even put this question up there. But let's start with the discussion. Who's the best player of this generation? And I know this is com- coming from uh, Steph's having a, a, an incredible uh, last five games. Had a great series. Averaging close to 37 points per game. And so now this, the conversation starts up again. Is he the best player in the world? Is LeBron the best player in the world? So let's get into it. Uh, let's start with Jeremy on this topic. All right. So I'm kind of tired of the way this conversation has been going because people want to put, man, we're going to put LeBron next to Jordan because LeBron is in the Jordan conversation when, quite frankly, it's ridiculous. It never made sense. Steph Curry is the best player of this generation. At the end of, the, at the end of this, let's, let's just go through the decades. What player won an MVP and won the most rings in a specific decade? If I go back to the 60s, it's probably going to be Bill Russell. 70s, nobody really dominated the 70s, and that's kind of why the NBA didn't really even make it on the TV. Honestly, a lot of the best players... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, Kareem dominated. Kareem won one ring. He won, it wasn't like he he didn't win the most rings in the decade. And a lot of the best players in the seventies were also in the ABA, like Julius Irvin. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, if you get to the eighties, who was it? It was Magic. In the nineties, who was it? It was Jordan. Two thousands, who was it? It was Kobe. In the tens, it's gonna be Steph. Like that's that's what we're dealing with right now. At the end of the day. He has put together a five-year stretch that is unmatched by anyone in the modern NBA. From a win perspective, everybody goes, well, look at the Celtics back then. The Celtics only had to win one series to get to the finals. They got a bye, and it was, eight, it was only eight teams in the NBA. That's not nearly as impressive. At the end of the day, Steph Curry is winning at a clip that is unprecedented. As great as LeBron is as an individual talent, LeBron isn't nearly the leader that Steph Curry is. LeBron isn't nearly as uh, he doesn't nearly help his teammates as much as Steph does, and at the end of the day, the style in which LeBron plays isn't nearly as conducive to winning. So LeBron is going to put up the most amazing stats because LeBron is a stat stuffer, um, and he's amazing. He's really talented. I mean, LeBron is 
I, I still have him as a top 10 player of all time. Although if Steph wins a ring this year, I'm going to drop him back to right at 10th. But at the end of the day, he, he's just living in Steph's, in Steph's world. So let's talk about this nonsense. First off, <clears throat> you talk about the leadership. Uh, what did Steph win before Steve Kerr got there? Not a thing. And as oh, much as everybody's wait, like, wait, oh, wait, yeah. Before you, before you go further, were you not the one that's telling me that Steve Kerr was overrated last year? That Was that, was that you or was that somebody else? Oh, I definitely said Steve Kerr was overrated. Okay. I think Steve Kerr is I think Steve Kerr is good. I think he's a very good coach. But when people start talking about, oh, is he the best coach in the game? No, he's not. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure myself, I can go out there and say, hey, give me Steph, Clay, Draymond, Kevin Durant, Iguodala, and a deep bench. I can go, I, I can go out there and coach Wait, who, the title. Who's the, who's hey, deep bench. Sean Livingston's a great player off the bench. David West was a great player off the bench. They, I mean, you you look through, through that roster, they they didn't have really any flaws. Quinn Cook played, I mean, at, started for half the season when Steph Curry was out and played well in all the games, averaged about 15 a game. Like, they had a deep bench. And with that roster, they, they weren't losing any series. So, look, here's the thing. I think that team, as much as Steph Curry is, is exceptional, and I, I think the thing that makes me – it seems like I nitpick on Steph, and it's not because I don't like Steph. As I said, Steph was my second play- favorite player in the league for a long period of time. Right now, my second favorite player in the league is probably Luka Doncic because dude's ridiculous. But the thing that irks me about Steph is Steph is – let's put it in perspective. He gets into the league, he consistently gets hurt, and he's a great player. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a great player. But then – they draft extremely well, which we can't deny. Build a team around them, and then all of a sudden, Kevin Durant comes there. Because look, if you want to look at it and say, "All right, he won two, he had two two finals, one one." However, you want to look at it, I, I look at that like Miami and Clemson. All right, I'm sorry, Alabama and Clemson. When Alabama and Clemson play each other, I, I heard people say, "Oh, well, what happened? What, would Clemson have won the second title if the running back from Alabama didn't get hurt?" And I can say the same thing. Well, well, Alabama who won the first one if Clemson's star cornerback didn't get hurt when they couldn't throw the ball when he was on the field. Like, I think at the same time, the same way. Some people say, oh, well, what, would the Cavaliers have won the finals if Draymond didn't get, get suspended? Obviously, Kevin Love missed two games in that series too. But what, they have won the first title if Kyrie and Kevin Love were out. At the same time, however you want to look at it, they split those two titles. I, I, I don't think Steph played great in either of those series, but they split them. After that, the last three years have been Steph playing on a juggernaut. He's essentially playing on an all-star team. So, look, it, it, I, I'll give this scenario of this. Am I going to give Bronny a whole lot of credit for winning the AAU National Championship? No. You know why? Because he's playing with the kid, Mikey, whatever his name is, who's the number one player in the country for his age. And he's playing with another dude who's a top five player in his age, so who's 6'8 or 6'9 at center in the eighth grade. So, yes, you should win the national championship. You know why? Because you play with more talent than everybody. Same way, I'm not going to give Steph any of this credit. Look, when you look at Steph, is he the greatest player of this generation? Absolutely not. LeBron James has been the best player for the last decade. Steph, if he's going to make a claim of when he was the best player in the league, it's for the last week. That's it. Outside of that, there's no comparison with him on LeBron James. Let's please stop the lunacy. Jared, um... I'm glad you brought that up because, you know what, I I can't believe I, I left that part out about how, you know, Steph created a juggernaut in order to win. Um, let me ask you, when LeBron went to Miami, was he um, 
How many rings were they supposed to win? He said eight, or he didn't say eight. He stopped at eight. He said that at, at a pep rally. Sure. Okay, so by his own measurement, they did 25% of what they were supposed to do. That's, that's, that's not even, I'm not even taking it by my standard. LeBron was 25% successful um, in Miami, right? No, because at that time, did he think in five years, Chris Bosh is going to be out of the league with a heart ailment? No. Did he think in two years, Dwayne Wade's going to need his knee drained every other game in the playoffs and get dominated by Danny Green? No, he's not. But but you can't you can't always here's here's the thing. If everybody plays worse when they're with you, it's probably you. If everyone like for example, if But they didn't play worse, they got injured. I mean, Jared, but everything you said he got outplayed by Danny Green. So at the end of the day, yeah, he, was, he got outplayed because he was getting his knee drained because he was injured. But he, all of a sudden he was back playing well after he, after LeBron left. At the end of the day. No, he didn't. Jared, he did. Jared, at the end of the day, this is this is the point. If Khloe Kardashian, if everybody she dates ended up on crack, at the end of the day, I'm going to guess it's Khloe. Like that's, I mean, I don't mean to use that as an example. It's probably a bad example. But at the end of the day, it's LeBron. Like, we can't keep making these excuses. Oh, man, LeBron has played with way more All-Stars than anybody. LeBron, LeBron is- Jeremy, you keep saying All-Stars, but All-Stars, and if you play with LeBron in the East, you're going to win a ton of games. You're going to be the first seed or the second seed, and you're going to make the All-Star game. That doesn't mean you're a good player. Zajunas so Elgowskis is an All-Star. Zajunas Elgowskis was never a top 30 player in the so league. Zajunas Elgowskis made an All-Star game before the season before LeBron got there. So what's your point? Right, he was in the, he was in the East. He was, was he ever a top 30 player? No. Was Mo Williams ever a top 30 player? No. Eddie Jones and Nick Van Axel never top 30 players. He made the all-star team with, with Kobe. And then the day, yes, but they were playing with two top 10 players of all time. But Jared, here's the thing. They made all they made all-star when Kobe was 18. Um, at the end of the day, in Kobe's career, he had 14 players that made all-star games, or 14 times where players made all-star games. Next to him. Well, I mean, sometimes it's more, but like that many all stars were made it in that season. You want to tell me how many times LeBron's had it? Also 14. So I don't want to hear any excuses about why he has less rings. LeBron needs to win more rings. At the end of the day, Steph so, so has, Jeremy, is delivering. I'll, I'll ask one question. Yeah. I'll ask one question with that. Mm-hmm. If I tell you, hey, there's a season, LeBron's going to have Mo Williams and Shaq's going to have, I mean, Le- and Kobe's going to have Shaq. Are those equal? No, but let me ask you this. If I'm going to tell you of the 14, five or let's see, yeah, five of them are Kobe's first two seasons when he was 17 and 18, and LeBron had his at 26 and 27. What are you going to say? Which one would you rather have? What do you mean? What do you mean 26 and 27? Well, LeBron is. Would you rather have uh, Eddie Jones and Shaq and Nick Van Axel at 17 or 18 as the All Stars from Cotton, or would you rather have Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade when you're 26 or 27? Oh, I would definitely rather have Dwayne Wade at that point. But I think here's the other part, though. People don't people ignore the fact that it's it took a lot of pressure off Kobe to get a ring early. Kobe had 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 his first ring at 21 years old. Oh. LeBron had a lot of pressure on this. He did. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, it's put more pressure on. Do you you think it's pr- more less pressure to have to try to win when you're when you're like think about it. Do you think it's more pressure on Brandon Ingram right now, or do you think it's more pressure on De'Aaron Fox? I, I don't. Nothing is any different pressure on either of them. It is because the one, uh, what one player on the, on the team with expectation and one's on the team is not. Jeremy, Jeremy, first off, LeBron's teams had expectation. What I'm telling you is this, is that if you're playing and you get a title at 21, 
because of the fact that you're playing with a top 10 player of all time, who at the time may have been the most dominant player in the history of the league at, at a given point, and you win a title at 21, then after you have that title, is there any pressure on you? When Kyrie plays right now, is there pressure on Kyrie? No. You know why? He's got a title. But Jared, so Jared, at the end of the you day, after they won it, though, that's that's like, hey, hell, after you graduate from Harvard, you, you got a lot less pressure on your life. Yeah, that's true. But it's really hard to graduate from Harvard. And if you go to Harvard at 16 but, years old, you're, you're not a lot harder than if you're 25. Is it, is it harder to win a title at 21 with Shaq in his prime or at 22 when you're in the finals and it's you and Booby Gibson? I mean, at the end of the day, you could you could keep bringing that up, but I, I brought up this. Everybody gives LeBron credit for that. LeBron, people give LeBron credit for getting to the finals and game one against they should have. And, and game one against the Pistons. How many points do you have? Nine points. I don't know. They lost the game. Nine points and they lost by three. The next game, nineteen points and they lost by three. LeBron in that series averaged essentially almost the exact same thing that Steph did in the series against Cleveland the first year when you said he underachieved and. And people give him credit as if he carried that team. He had basically the exact same numbers. Jeremy, answer this question, though. If you're facing LeBron in that Cavs team, is there any other person on the team that you're concerned about scoring a point? On the Cavs team? On the 07 Cavs, is there another player on that team who you're even concerned can get their own bucket? Yeah, uh, Elgowskis. Uh... Elgowskis can get his own bucket? Yes, you okay. throw, you throw the ball into him. Versus the Pistons, versus Rasheed Wallace and Ben Wallace, Zajunas Elgaskis can get his own bucket. Jared, we're not going to pretend like it was the same team from 04. That team was super old. They were super old. Jared, that, that team was in the conference finals. They had just beaten who, – who did they beat before that? Was it the the uh, the Heat? Or, or what I'll tell you is that Zajunas Elgaskis wasn't scoring on Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace with, without an assist. There was nobody else to, to, to guard. If you're the – when we talk about Steph Curry, and that's the thing. Steph Curry, if you look at his titles, and I don't want to negate him, but his first title he won, every team had a major injury. Every team missed their starting point guard for the majority of the series. And then you get the finals, and they're missing not only their starting point guard, but their third best player in Kevin Love. So, look, and then after that, his last two titles have been with Kevin Durant on his team, which made it an affair. So, look, if he wins a title this year, I'm willing to throw in that he's better than Kevin Durant. I don't know if he's better than Kevin Durant at this point, but I think he's more important than Kevin Durant right now. That's already that's already been like you can't. First off, if you're gonna tell me you're discounting Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, I'm gonna tell you I'm discounting uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. I take if you ask me right now, who who, who I'm taking, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, or 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 Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson? It's not even close. I'm taking Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Like Dwayne, no, Dwayne Wade, I, I, Dwayne Wade I, I was the winner. Completely, but Dwayne Wade was the winner. I, 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 I was the guy who jumped on the bandwagon. But here's here's the other question. So after that, who who are you taking on the Heat versus Draymond? I mean, Draymond's great for that system, but he's 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 a product of for system. that system. He is. I'll, I'll take Ray Allen over Draymond. This, this is the funny thing. No, no, you wouldn't. I here's would. the funny thing. Ray Allen was 38 at that time. He was barely getting minutes. He was just hitting threes. He wasn't playing any defense. I think the funny thing is this. Draymond got there immediately when he got there and got in the starting lineup. That's when they started winning. No, 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 They didn't win anything. No, 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 That's when they started winning the title. They almost beat the Spurs the year before when he was playing like five minutes a game. No, he wasn't on the team. He was. They didn't make the playoffs until the first year he got there. When, when he okay, so Draymond gets there. The, what what unleashed that team was David Lee got injured. They started the season and started Draymond, and they started playing small ball. And that small ball, which they're still doing now, 
is what started them playing at the level they did and allowed Steph to get the spacing that he got. Correct? No, that's not correct. It wasn't? No. So what happened was Steve Kerr got there, implemented his own offense, which uh, which required a lot more ball movement than what Mark Jackson was running, which is why Mark Jackson can't get a job right now. And he but – what, what, But what did Steve Kerr say about that, though? He said, I wasn't planning on starting Draymond, but when David Green got hurt, we started Draymond. Yeah. And they, it, it ended up working out perfectly for him. It did. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that Draymond didn't help, but I'm telling you that when, when Draymond got hurt, they were already the number one team in the West. I mean, when uh, David Lee got hurt. David Lee. David Lee got hurt before the season. That's, that started the season with Draymond. No, no, no. Draymond started during the season. Uh-uh. That 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 year they went on that run, but they started the season sixteen and two. That w- they the the entire time David Lee was out. That was Draymond. Okay, Reg- regardless, at this point, you could say, "Oh man, it's Draymond." Like if Dray, what's Draymond's trade value right now? If he went to the Lakers right now, everybody would be saying, "Oh man, Draymond's terrible. He can't knock down any shots because he's playing with LeBron." That's what would happen. So he fits great with Steph, but I don't know what his value is on another team. I really don't. Yeah, the the guy who can defend almost every position is the best passer on the Warriors team, and can and literally drive will, to the will have a wide team. open three pointer and hold it until Steph comes back out to get a three. Wait, who hit the game winning dagger three point last night? And that was the second three hit oh, series. Right, he's not a shooter. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, guys, for sure. I know. Uh, like I said before, y'all boys can talk about that literally all day. Uh, let's switch to some NFL real quick. Uh, Zeke got detained or arrested, however you want to call it, uh, in public this past week. Uh, let's talk about it real quick. I know he's trying to restructure his contract. Um, should this affect his contract and him being trustworthy from a standpoint of uh, just having that longevity with the Cowboys? Uh, let's start with Jared right now. Um, my thought on this is Zeke is – I mean, I, I can't give Zeke long-term money. Like, first off, let's think about this. He went to Ohio State. And as great as a talent as he is, he literally had to have his dad move to Columbus so that he would stay out of enough trouble so he could get drafted. And every year since he's been drafted, there's a domestic violence incident, allegedly. There's a pulling the girls top down on St. Patrick's Day. There's an incident now here at a music festival. There's him going preseason, first season, rookie season, in Seattle for a preseason game, him at a weed shop. Literally, like, all you have to do is not be an idiot, and you're going to get paid Todd Gurley money. But you know why he's not going to get Todd Gurley money? Because Todd Gurley stays out of trouble, and now he's going to get Le'Veon Bell money. And it's unfortunate for him, but I would hold off giving him money. I would put him on the Le'Veon Bell multiple franchise tags and then see if I could get another running back in the draft in two years. Well, uh, I think you're in a bit of a pickle, mainly because – Dak Prescott is really not that guy. So the only person who really makes his offense run is Ezekiel Elliott. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to end up giving Zeke money or else your team's going to be terrible. The Steelers could afford to do that because Big Ben's an actual quarterback. Um, the reason why Todd Gurley got paid, why? Because Jared Goff isn't. And at the end of the day, Zeke is what makes it happen. Do I think Zeke's an idiot? Yes. Do I think a guy with a head that big should be able to think better? Yes. But at the end of the day, hey, it is what it is. So Zeke's going to have to deal with the consequences. They're going to have to pay Zeke because he's too good. Uh, who else do I think is going to need to get paid before that, though? Um, I would pay Amari Cooper first because Amari Cooper is 
kind of the guy you gave up a first-round pick to get. I pay all those guys on that defense first because that defense is really what makes this team work. But uh, Ezekiel Elliott will probably get paid even before Dak, in my opinion. All right, fellas, definitely a lot of interesting takes tonight. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of good, a uh, lot of good topics to talk about. I'm sure next week uh, with this uh, Giannis versus uh, Kawhi matchup ending up, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about as well. Uh, shout out to all the listeners again. Appreciate you guys tuning in to us another week. Make sure you follow us on all social media. Share us. Uh, give us your feedback as well. Uh, Instagram, IG, me bros underscore podcast. Uh, tune into us next week. Yep.